Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menudos. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday, March 24th. You know, happy birthday to anybody who's celebrating a birthday today. All right. I didn't ever think about that, right? Every day know. is somebody's birthday. We should be saying happy birthday every single day. We should just do a podcast wishing people happy birthday. Happy, every happy day. birthday, baby. That's not the fun one. No. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I left it hanging. Yeah, you did. Um, rude. Guys, quote of the day. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. And we need to have the courage to continue. And that's what we are doing here today. I will uh, admit, you know, yesterday <laughs> I got on some un- some shaky ground. <laughs> I I rarely tweet in the moment, right? Because that's a reaction and not a true response. But I was watching the press conference and I had a freak attack because I'm like, what do you mean we're going to reopen the country? <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> just before that, because I am a little psychic, I had told 
my family a couple of days prior, I said, I'm getting this feeling that like everyone's going to be forced to go back to work. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> and that sounds just crazy. So I wasn't understanding what that feeling meant. And then literally like an hour before the conference call, I shot a video in my kitchen with my parents. And I said, guys, I don't know why, but I have this very strong feeling that Trump is going to say that everyone's going to go back to work and it's going to be business as usual. And then literally right after the press conference started. So I don't know why I was so freaked out. I kind of knew it was coming anyway. But um, I tweeted in the moment because I was like, no, no, I'm scared. But the reality is, if you really think about it, now, perhaps his communication style is not what puts us at ease. Let me say it like that. And again, I'm not political. I'm not I'm not a hater. I'm not a lover. I'm nothing. I am like agnostic politically. Okay. Um and I'm a very fair person. So if you really think about it, it's kind of like you have two options. One, it's and I didn't even know I was going to go into any of this, but here I go. One, it's shut the whole world down indefinitely and then have the country and the world fall apart economically. And I'm not saying, you know, whatever. That's option one. And it could go so far as to bring us to a day of poverty like we've never seen in modern times. Yeah, Something that we are not accustomed to and I don't think are going to take. Right. Like even currently with the restrictions in place, there are a lot of middle fingers going up and people are like, I have my freedom and I'm going to do what I want. Basically being Cartman, South Park, whatever, I do what I want. And then you have option B, which is, okay, if we realistically look at the numbers and I'm not an expert, but as I read and I never believe what I read anymore, which is why it's so hard to make decisions. Um, you know, some 35 million Americans get the flu every year. I forget how many they say died. And we don't blink, right? So if we go with option B and we reopen the country and now we've said, here are the things you have to do to protect yourself and your loved ones who are immune compromised or elderly – it's on you to deal with this. And at the same time, we have to help as a federal government these areas that are afflicted um, and send them whatever relief they need for, you know, the hospitals. And, you know, if they're going to have to stay quarantined, we're going to have to do something financially to help people. I mean, like, if this was properly explained as an A or B, right? And I, as a leader, have to now choose one or the other, knowing that option A, not everyone's going to really stand for, right? People are already going crazy. And how many how many days have really we've been quarantined? Was it like eight days now? Yeah, I think we're at like a week and a half. Okay. And people are like going stir crazy. I'm yeah. hearing people are going stir crazy who have amazing homes. And you're like, wait a second, people are all living in closets. It's and... just we're not we're not raised for that. Like people haven't been raised for this. Yeah. So... Option A isn't is the only way option A works is if everybody decided one billion percent across the board, we are all in this together, we're all gonna quarantine for two weeks and let this pass. That's not gonna happen. So then you're kind of left with option B. And so option B is move forward, put as many protections in place, 
and he's having to choose. And I read this article in the New York Times today by Thomas Friedman that kind of explained this. And, um, you know, he quoted a lot of, you know, different experts and stuff. And, you know, it, it either way is super flawed. Yeah, I do not. I do not envy the president at this moment at all. Um, because, you know, I don't think people realize how bad the depression was. And I don't think they realize that there's only more and more people now. Like it's in, in, the depression it and was, our lives are way more complicated now. Yeah. Like, you know, you, if you took the economy we had during the depression and applied it today, which I think is what a lot of people are, are terrified of. You're not just dealing with the disease killing people. You're dealing with mass starvation. You're dealing with suicide, suicide, tons of like tons of elderly and sick people are going to die anyway. Yeah. Um, so they have to make this choice of whether or not driving the economy to that point is yeah. worth yeah. what we're doing. And it's it's not an easy decision to make. I know a lot of people online are talking about the whole Thanos thing. Have you seen Avengers? No. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those. And being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. So Avengers, the whole point is like, there's not enough resources for everyone. So Thanos eliminates half the population of the entire galaxy. And people argue for the sake of like, oh, well, maybe that's what we need. Like people were joking about this. It's like gross. But it's like right now people are saying, well, if we let this virus ravage the United States or let it ravage the world and take out tons of people over the ages of 60 and everything like that then it frees up more money and more jobs and more oh, everything God. for the younger generation no, i'm like disgusting yeah i'm like i've not heard that i've heard people saying that you know my mom who has cancer and my dad who has who's elderly still matters because people are saying the grandparents would um gladly give their lives to help the grandchildren and so th i heard that argument but i didn't hear what you just said you're yeah. there's yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of different threads on reddit and a lot of different threads on the internet with people having because again this is this is the first real pandemic of the information age that's hit the u.s there of course we've dealt with pandemics in the past but this is the first one that's shut down the entire world mm -hmm. that is of this scale and we're seeing how the information age reacts to it and it's not not positive. It's mm -hmm. not good. Um, I really don't know what the decision is. I think that, like, obviously we need the essentials, but we talked about it yesterday. A lot of jobs are essential in this mm -hmm. current day and age. So what do we do? I think unless we literally create bubbles for people who are of 
I've been calling for orbs with right. Kevin for a long time. We all need our own orbs. Bubble boy, you know, <laughs> we need to make that happen. Yeah, I know. It's it's hard. It's a really tough position to be in. Um, but I, I wish it, it could be explained in a way where there's information to back up options. And then you educate people on the fact that you have to make one or the other at some point. And, you know, it's you're not going to win over everybody. That's why you have to be tough to take that job. I always wanted to be president. I don't think I could do it because I would just crumble when everybody wanted to like murder me for making a decision. I don't know. But um, it's what's tough. What's frustrating for me is that a lot of people don't understand economies at all and they don't understand money. Mm -hmm. Right. So like right now, the biggest thing before this pandemic was everyone throwing, trying to uh, tar and feather Jeff Bezos for the amount of money he has because yeah. he, he's worth a hundred. I just looked it up, one hundred fourteen billion dollars. So everyone posts these like images online of being like, to have one hundred fourteen billion dollars, you have to grow to be sixty five and be making sixty thousand dollars a minute for your entire life to have that much money. And people are saying like, okay, well let's take that all away from him. Let's do that to do this, guys. The stimulus packages that they're looking at for our country right now to get through this pandemic just for a potential of two months, two months is over two trillion dollars. And that was without the care packages that the Democrats tried to insert for Medicaid for the for different health care things that made it up to two point five trillion dollars. That is a I, I don't even know. There's a lot more than he has. It's a it's a thousand billion times two point five. Like that is that is a massive amount of money. And yeah. guys, if you don't know how an economy works, I don't want to sound cynical, but you can't print money and have things stay the same value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if they do the stimulus, we're going to be feeling it for the next twenty years. Yeah, and they're not going to only be able to just do one. Yeah. And that's and that's the pickle. But I don't think it's been explained. And, um, you know, it's it's really it's really, you know, it is what it is. That's the state of of what's happening. And so um, I, I, too, don't envy um, the situation and, and having to make that decision. And, you know, it. Yeah, I have two sick parents at home. And the second Trump said this. My dad was like, I'm going out. And I go, no, you are no, not. I go, you stay right there. And, you know, at some point, like he listens and listens and listens. And then sometimes he throws his I'm your dad card down. Don't tell me what to do. And I have to respect that. But, you know, it it, it is dangerous when you don't explain things with the boundaries and, and the caveats so that people understand like, OK, we still have a serious issue. But there's also this other serious issue we have to deal with, too. And so, um, you know, trying to contain my parents is going to be an interesting scenario through all of this um, and for everybody out there, too. But I think, um, you know, like I said, every day I pray all day long and I'm meditating all day long on a swift resolution to this crisis. I meditate on um, the things that I desire rather than the things I'm fearing. Every time I have fears creep in, I switch it and I choose again, as Gabby Bernstein taught me. And I say, and if you haven't listened to the Gabby Bernstein episode, this is a great time to listen to that episode. I choose again and I think of what I desire instead. And it calms me down. I listened to Agapi Stasinopoulos' um, meditations this morning. She's Ariane Huffington's sister. She's been on the show 
great time to go back and listen to that as well. Her meditations literally lit me up on a really cloudy day here in LA. And that's all we can do is we can continue to protect ourselves, arm ourselves with information and knowledge and make the best decisions we can here at Better Together. We want to be better. And so I'm bringing in all of my friends and all of the experts that I know to help us through this crisis. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's all that we can do. It's if we, if we keep glued to, and I'm looking right now on, on the websites, if we keep glued to the news, it's going to be scarier and scarier. And it was interesting. Another thing that I was predicting yesterday. So right after I said to myself, oh gosh, we were trying to book AJ Gupta perhaps for today to talk about, you know, how to handle, you know, 401ks that are non-existent now and all of these things. And I said, AJ, don't commit to tomorrow. And he goes, why? And I go, um, because I think you are going to be so busy when the markets explode. And he's like, I 100% agree. And of course, the markets exploded today, like I said. And um, because people instantly hearing his conference thought, you can't hear me, Stephen. Oh, um, people instantly thought, oh, I have confidence back, like the world's going to turn back on. And so the markets soared. Well, it's the same with when we were originally announcing this and everyone's criticizing right now saying like uh, leading the weeks leading up to it. It was like, this isn't a pandemic. This isn't that. This isn't that. And then immediately when it got to the point where it is, it's like, all right, I've always known it was a pandemic. It's like the, the last thing you want is a president who is going out and being hysterical every time they go out there and being like, freak out, freak out, freak out. This is bad. Freak out. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's all, everything he does is about economics, right? Like in that's the problem is it because he doesn't have the empathy. He's not as humanistic as, as other people are. It's all about the economy. Yeah. So all of his decisions since the beginning of his presidency have been about the economy. So yeah. that's not, I'm expecting that. So I was expecting him to open, I, for him to be laying it out yesterday, I thought he was going to open the country back up right on the 15-day mark, right? Because he keeps flashing the 15-day sign. But now on um, this website, they're saying that he wants the country opened by Easter. So um, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Anyhow, um, we are going to now switch gears and chat with my dear friend who we have had on the show before and love very much. And of course, now that we're confined to our homes, it's more important than ever to make them feel like our sanctuary. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to figure out how to survive their kids 24 seven, which is not easy. I keep hearing Kevin um, talking to his friends who have kids and they're all losing their minds. And, you know, the husbands are like, rein these kids in, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> you know, you're having to homeschool, you're having to cook, you're having to clean, you're having to do all these things. So Women's Day Magazine director Megan Murphy's here to answer all these questions. She's been one of the most important female voices in magazine journalism. And she's worked for so many different magazines from Good Housekeeping to Cosmo to Self. Her instincts for warm housekeeping and everyday modern motherhood make her a perfect guest for today to help us through these challenging times. Megan Murphy, here we go. Megan, you are in New Jersey, stuck at home with your children and your husband and your dog. How old are the kids? 
So Charlie, my daughter, is nine. My son James just turned eight during this madness. And then I've got a kindergartner who's six. So a fourth grader, a second grader, and a kindergartner who now need to be homeschooled while I work a full-time job and finish a book. How? <laughs> Holy moly. So, yeah, so you normally would go into work in the city and you would work how many hours a day generally from at, at the actual office physically? Like I was, so I had a routine down. I'd be up at 4.45 in the morning. I would go to the gym for a 5.15 class. I'd be home by 6.30, do breakfast, get beds made, get everybody packed and off to school, be on a 9 a.m. train, get to the city by 10.15. I would work my butt off salt through till about 6.30, be home by 7.30, um, and then would do like, you know, finish up homework, put everybody to bed, do highlights, and then have a little time with my husband. I have a, normally have a full-time babysitter who's helping start the homework, start, you know, start dinner, all of those things, do the laundry for the kids. Um, now I have none of that, no teachers, no babysitters, no outside help, no activities. So that's been pretty surreal because it's, I mean, I'm working like 10 times as hard because I'm trying to do a job while also be a teacher um, and stay on top of all the housework. And thankfully, I mean, I have, an amazing husband who's an amazing partner in crime, but he's also working a stressful full-time job from home at the same time. So it, it's like, it, my mind is kind of blown and we're just trying to find a rhythm. So do you love when people say, hope you're enjoying the free time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like, there has not been, a, it's weird because I'm eliminating this four-hour commute. So in theory, you know, I normally spend a good portion of my day like hauling butts to and from the city. So like in like in theory, oh, wow, I free up all this time. But like I don't I'm not a math teacher. I just keep telling everybody to carry the one. I don't understand the way they learn math these days. So if my kindergartner, do you think he's teaching himself handwriting? No. So it's like this struggle of trying to sit with them, go through the lessons and we're getting into a rhythm of that. And I have to say, like, the teachers have been amazing. I mean, they have video lessons and, you know, they, my, my nine-year-old has, like, a Zoom meeting with her class at 9.30 every morning. So lots of, like, really cool things happening and so many heroes. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Emerging and teacher's you know, are the biggest unsung heroes on the planet. Like they're keeping my kids sane and trying to give them some sense of routine and normalcy. Um, but I don't, it's not easy for anyone. There's a million silver linings though. And I'm going to be the first person to dwell on the yay. Um, but also acknowledge that it's really hard. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. 
you can do Zoom classes, but look at how hard your internet was to just Skype in, right? Well, this I know, and because now I have, I mean, I have everybody on a device. So it's it's weirdly our poor Wi-Fi is like what's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's like everybody's logged in. So you're trying, only as good. Have, yeah, you're only as, as good as your technology now. <laughs> it's, which is super stressful. Um, so I think the thing is, and I think any human being, whether you're home alone, quarantine, or you're with like five other humans and a dog like me, I mean, I think the key is for sanity's sake is just figuring out a routine. So, I mean, we are writing down the schedule from, you know, from wake up to dinner time to bedtime to really sort of be like, okay, the kids actually now it's, they're, they're on, they have a recess right now. They're jumping on the trampoline. Like we've scheduled that in. Thank wow. you, son, for shining today. I'm so grateful. Um, you know, we've like scheduled in snacks. We've scheduled in fitness. Like if there's a gym class, we put on Zumba kids on YouTube and, you know, we're, we were shaking our booties and it was amazing to see just how that little bit of movement lifted their spirits because they're a little scared. They're crabby. I mean, this is new and nuts for everybody. I mean, I think the only one really benefiting is my dog who's like, nobody leaves. This is amazing. <laughs> Good point. My dogs are the happiest they've ever been. Right? It's like, we're always here. Always. <laughs> Yeah. The schedule thing is a big deal. And I want to know, how did you put it into place? And how are you getting even a kindergartner to listen? Because, you know, getting them to understand why this is happening is really important so that they will follow the schedule, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, we have to say, okay, everybody up, wake up. It's it's school time. And they're like, the first first week was insane because they're like, no, it's not. It's spring break. And it's like, no. No, we're getting up. We're getting up now. We're going to get have breakfast, regular routine. You're going to clear your dishes, regular routine. You're going to brush your teeth, make your bed, regular routine. Now you need to get dressed. I mean, this is this applies to anybody. You know, everybody needs to brush their teeth, get dressed, take the shower, get the workout in, get the movement in, you know, sort of come up with some sort of structure. I mean, for kids, it's a sanity saver. Kids thrive, thrive on structure. I think human beings just instinctually need some kind of structure and routine, especially when everything outside of ourselves is so stinking crazy. What's the one thing you can control right now is your little mini routine. I can control that everybody gets up at 7.30 a.m., eats breakfast at 8, brushes their teeth and is dressed and ready to start school. I have a little bell that I ring by 8.30. That gives them a sense of control and normalcy in an otherwise terrifying time. And that's the only gift I can give to my kids right now is some sense of normalcy, right? I mean, it's all we can do for any of our ourselves. I love that. I love that you ring the bell too. I wonder how do you explain <laughs> to them what's going on so that you don't make them more afraid? I mean, and is that important to let them have a little fear or I don't know, I'm not a mom. I don't know how that works. I mean, I think it's a very, I have different kids in different level. Like I, you have to know your kids. So my oldest child, my daughter, has has some anxiety and has had suffered with anxiety in the past. So the messaging I'm giving her is different than the messaging I'm giving her younger brothers who could give a rat task. They're just sort of like, okay, can I just go jump on the trampoline? Can I play video games now? What's up? Like they're not, they're in a different space. But when I'm talking to my daughter, I mean, we have, to, I'm very clear with her and I, I always comment a place for what are our logics? What are the things that we know? We know that we're safe in the, in the home. We're doing things actively to stay safe. We're not 
having play dates. We're not going to the store. We're keeping our social distance. We're staying home so that we stay safe. That's, that's an action step. That's something she can do to stay safe and safe. You know, so as long as I think people and human beings in general can take an action and not feel helpless, it helps them to feel okay. So for, for my daughter, knowing like, yes, if you go outside and play, you come in and you wash your hands properly and here's how you wash your hands. You know, we've had play dates where we stand on the front door and our friends stand, they've ridden their bike over and stand on the curb and we're 12 feet away, but we're having a little bit of a social interaction. Like that's not normal, but it, it, it's the new normal and it allows them to feel okay that we're taking action steps to stay safe, but we can maintain some some human connection and some sense of social time. I mean, I've, um, you know, I'm, I'm letting my daughter talk through FaceTime with some of her various friends just to make sure we know that our kids also need human connection and social connection. My husband had a Zoom happy hour with his buddies last night. I was like, oh, I'm jealous. They're like having a scotch and just 12 of them are chit-chatting. I'm like, that's amazing. Um, I mean, this is bigger than anybody else, uh, any of us can really explain or wrap our heads around. I think the key is taking, doing something, knowing that we're not paralyzed and taking some type of action, whether that for me, my friend and I are doing workout classes, live stream to raise money for no kid hungry. Why? Because it's something to do and, and taking action always makes me feel better. Um, and so that's, those are the kinds of things I think any of us can do. Call a friend, stay positive, find the yay in your day. So for, I know you were talking to my producer about the fact that you're experiencing kind of like a whole new brand of motherhood. Can you tell me what that means? Well, I think, I mean, I would say the the biggest silver lining in this whole experience for me is the return to family dinners. I've been joking that this was like some kind of a, you know, elaborate cosmic ploy to bring back family time and family Hmm. dinners. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it wasn't something we... You know, my husband it works full-time. I work full-time. The kids are overscheduled, right? They've got lacrosse and gymnastics and BCD and all the activities. And, like, because we think those things are so important and so wonderful. Um, and my kids are participatory, participa- participatory. That's a tough word to say. They're good kids, but they I didn't have them as involved in the housework as I do now. Now it's, it's, they always cleared their plates, but now it's, they also help set the table and they also help decide, you know, in a family meeting, what we're going to be having for dinner. And we, I'm loving dinner time and we do something Tay Murphy table topics and we throw out a question every night. Who's the tallest person, you know, what's your favorite animal? And we've had these amazing discussions where I feel like I'm really getting to know my kids, my even better and more and more deeply. My Charlie's helping. She helped make the meatballs the other day. On a normal weeknight, that I mean, when does my husband and my daughter have time to make a meatball? I mean, let's be honest. Like, there's there's not <laughs> that kind of time, you know. Um, and now we're on laundry duty. I mean, I I had the luxury of a babysitter who was doing and helping with all the laundry. That I was grateful for that luxury. I don't have that luxury now. I'm not folding and putting away five rounds of people's clothes myself. So I've got a lot of little assistants and a lot of little helpers who are now learning to inside out socks and fold them properly and how to roll a shirt and uh, Marie Kondo that shit and like helping me put everything away. And I'll tell you what, the cool thing about it is that they like being my assistants. Like they like being useful. It goes back to my whole theory that people, 
the more you do, the better you feel. And so in the doing of the housework, I did like my kids can steal the vacuum. I'm like, okay, go ahead. You get your vacuum on. I mean, they're, they're enjoying this, this housework and it's, and it's frankly, it's helpful. I mean, you know, I've got them drying dishes, wiping counters down, vacuuming, you name it. I love it. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm writing a list of all the positives that you're talking about. And, you know, I think that the reason I'm here every day now is to help remind people that there are so many positives in, in a moment where obviously there are so many negatives too. And, um, and the fact that I want us to focus on those positive things. And there's so many, I mean, when, when this is over, you might not need to spend that money to have somebody doing your laundry and all of that. You might have a system in place that everyone's used to. Um, I wonder what are other things that you have realized that you have had an excess that you don't necessarily need because, um, I've been seeing it. Even yesterday, we had Dr. Barbara Royal on talking about pets and the coronavirus and how to be safe in these situations. And she was just talking about how most of us overfeed our dogs. And I had realized that just the day before when I started cutting down portions, thinking, okay, we can't be gluttonous here. We have to be careful because we might not have, um, you know, food for, you know, I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Supplies may run out. I have to start getting them used to a little bit less. And I was like, you know, they don't always want to eat it all anyway. And we kind of force them. So even that I'm realizing, okay, well, that's going to be a savings every month on on all that food. And so what else did you have you seen that has been positive out of this? I think there's there's endless positivity. For me, I think it's really just been mostly a reassessment of family time. Um, and realizing, like, maybe they didn't need to play six sports. Like, maybe there's, like, one sport that they really love, and that's what they play. Maybe they don't need 900 different classes and activities. Uh, maybe we don't have to have um, a Sunday fun day with 900 families every weekend. Like, maybe there should be dedicated Team Murphy nights and Team Murphy days where it really is just about the core five, um, just we're so used to these endless play dates and endless stimulation, outside stimulation and constant friends and activities. I mean, we spent two hours in, in our driveway the other day. We taped out, we used painter's tape and all different tape and taped out this big shape, um, like a mosaic with tape and then chalked in the lines and then peeled the tape away to reveal this amazing chalk mosaic. 
and my husband's doing the taping and the kids and I are all, you know, debating what color goes where and um, just like chalking in these lines, chalking in the walk um, and creating like this sort of just this rainbow message of hope in our driveway. And like that, two hours of cute family, like when would I have ever, ever, ever had that magic, mm-hmm. right? There would have been seven other friends over. There would have been 17 other things happen. We would have needed to be at a birthday party at a bounce house or this or that. Like we don't get that ever. So I think the biggest thing for me is the excess of activity and stimulation that I'm going to pull back on from go forward. It's going to be more concentrated family time versus not to say, hey, we all miss our friends dearly and we're going to have a major rager when we can all get back together. Uh-huh. But I'm definitely, I'm so grateful for this eye-opening time. And especially for me, just like my kids are nine, eight, and six. Like I needed this cosmic pause. I mean, I appreciate them in in so many new and different ways. And I'm like, I'm beside myself with gratitude that I get to have this time with them. That does not mean I'm some naive Pollyanna that doesn't realize the world is in turmoil right now and it's scary as hell and there's tons and tons of bad, but I don't want to live there. I would rather focus on what is good here because I feel like the primal default is the negative, right? That's so easy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work harder to find the good. And so that's what we're doing. Um, and I have my moments, like, I mean, I definitely, I've cried in the shower. I, I mean, this is, uh, this is my third week on my new job as, as the content director of Women's Day. I mean, what a crazy way to start a new magazine, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's the wild. thing is my, like, you're starting a new job, you're writing a book. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you have to be a teacher, a cook, a housekeeper. You have to do all these things. Like all the things that, you know, you know a hardworking woman has has farmed out to to kind of make do. But I love the idea that you are getting to know your kids better. And it's such a um, an eye opener for everybody to realize that our lives are moving so quickly, that we're missing out on the most important parts. And I think that everybody that I've talked to that is um, spiritual or whatever has said that we needed this pause to remember Mm -hmm. what life is really supposed to be about. And, um, and so it's great to hear that from you because I know it can't be easy. Um, and I know it isn't easy. No, but it's, there's a million different challenges, but like if I focus on the challenges, I would be paralyzed. Like I just would be absolutely paralyzed. So instead, I mean, I've got my lightning bolt earrings in right now. I've got yay balloons on my new office wall. I mean, I had to create, in the midst of this, I had to create a little makeshift home office. I've got like a console with a stack of books and my computer on top to create a makeshift standing desk. Like we're just, we're just making it work. And I actually think there's just something so fun about being scrappy and pulling it off and then just being like, yeah, we did that. Right. Like we get to look back at these times and then like, whoa, we lived through that. We pulled that off. We're going to be like a Wikipedia entry. Like this is cool. <laughs> it's true. That that's called thriving the times, right? And we did the same right? thing at AfterBuzz. So. We thrive the times. We literally, with Stephen in the booth, in in a matter of moments, switched gears and went completely mobile, so that everyone from their quarantine homes could still host their after shows. And I've never been prouder of our team yeah. for being able to just switch gears. And now I'm like damn, we did that. We didn't fall apart. We didn't, you know, shut completely down like other people. We just, we figured out a way. And I think that 
you know, when you have to be scrappy, it really shows you how little you really need, right? There's so much Mm -hmm. excess fat in everything, whether it's your business, your life, your kitchen cabinets, everywhere that can be trimmed down. And, um, and I think it's, if you, if you focus on that, like you said, and not on the negatives, it's a far better life to live in your own brain and your own emotions. Well, you got to deal with it anyway. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you can exactly. either you can either deal with it and be miserable, you can deal with it and and kill it. Exactly. And that that's what I've been telling the staff. I'm like, guys, like some of the some of the most memorable moments of Afterbuzz cuz I I'm the EP of Afterbuzz TV, uh Megan just so you know. Uh yep. is our website crashed. We lost 5,000 posts. It was about 1,000 hours worth of work that we just completely lost. But when we hold up, me, like, that's like some of the best memories I had with some of our old staff was like hold up in a room running through website posts for three hours or for 12 hours a day. But again, you get through it and you're like, damn, we did that. Yeah, it's a feeling of accomplishment. I also feel like, like, adversity does bring out the best in some people. And that's really cool. Like, I love to see, like, good rise to the top, and it does. I mean, my community right now, I mean, there's one family that has this giant balloon arch that says stay strong. I've been getting messages from people who are living, leaving these amazing care packages to FedEx workers. And, like, good happens, and good can rise to the top, especially in times of adversity. Um, there's so many what I call yay humans out there that like it's a time to celebrate them and find them and highlight them and focus on them also. Are are you still doing your yay Instagram? Yeah, I do. You follow it. It's called the yay list. And um, it's just moments of joy in every day that um, will hopefully lift up spirits. I just posted there's this, this couple that I love that are, they just did like an impromptu dance performance on their driveway for driveway for everyone walking by um, and it just, it's that like one crazy dance and it just makes me laugh out loud. And like, just for that, like one second of laughter, like we just need that, right? We need that. Yeah. Like crazy, crazy days. I'll say I saw something really cute yesterday. I had to go to our PO box cause something went there instead of our house and I got in the car and it was so foreign to get in the car. And I drove past a neighbor's house and in the front yard were a bunch of girls, but they were all six feet away from each other having like a play date, but everyone was far away. And it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. First of all, I've never seen kids on that lawn ever. I don't think I've ever seen those kids period in my life. And they live like across the street from me because we just live such busy lives. And this is just bringing everyone down to like simplicity. So I want to ask you also, um, as you're trying to balance everything, do you have any tips um, for the motherhood chores and how to divvy those up and then also cooking at home right now? I think the, here's the key is is turn is gamifying things, sort of like anything you can gamify as a mom works very, very well. So it's like, I'm going to time you. You've got three minutes to put all of the laundry away. Go. Like, all of a sudden your kids are racing around the house to get that laundry away mm-hmm. um, or like making things into like, I'll put my kids, you can put like slipper socks, put socks on them and then have them slide across the floor, risky business style to clean <laughs> the floor. I mean like crazy stuff, right? Um, because movement is also super important right now. Um, and I think, I, I'm, I'm guilty. I'll pit my kids against each other. I don't know. James can do it. I don't know if you can do that, Brooks. James is eight. Like, do you really think that you could run the vacuum? You're only six. I could do it, mom. 
you know, so sometimes I'll, I'll use a little of that tactic, pitting them against each other a little bit because they want to prove each other or, or just making them do, I always do say teamwork makes the dream work and having them um, come together to set the table to surprise dad who's cooking dinner, you know, like things like that. Um, you kind of have to use a little bit of, or I'm going to send a picture to your teacher to show her what a good job you did. That works with some of like my James, who's my brown noser. So you cut, if again, you need to know your kids and play to their strengths and weaknesses, but like anything you can gamify, time. Um, I'm not big on bribery, although. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. If it's, we're going to all earn a family movie, if everyone is bathed, showered, and homework done by 6.30, that kind of a thing. That all works. I love it. And we have a, we also have a chore chart in our mudroom. We have a chore chart that outlines everything that needs to be accomplished. And the kids do get to move their magnets as they complete each of the chores. That was in normal life. Now that, that we have like the whole homework routine added to that. So it's a bit daunting. Um, but those are some tactics. I'm really, really lucky that my my husband is the cook. I'm I like to play with food and I like to craft with food, but I'm not really good at cooking food. Um, I can't really like if I touch chicken, I'm like no, I no longer want to eat it. But um, yeah, how did you and so your husband, husband actually divide up the duties there? Well, the interesting part. So in our in our marriage, we've always sort of. He's called the boss, uh, boss of logic, reason, and cooking, and I'm the boss of fun and aesthetics. So I've always sort of been in charge of, a, you know, like the fun stuff and decorating and all that. And he's always been in charge of like the finances and things that require a little bit more of a practical side. He's got his MBA. He works in finance. I'm an editor and writer. I'm a little bit more creative. So, you know, there's that kind of a, a balance. Like he does, he'll do all the cooking, but I'll definitely put everything away, run the dishwasher, clean everything up. But, um, you know, that now when there's seven, seven dinners, you know, seven lunches and seven breakfasts per week, it's getting a little bit more stressful. He has been really wonderful about roping the kids in. My oldest daughter um, has interest in cooking. So, I mean, when, just to walk in the kitchen and seeing her, you know, making meatballs with him is pretty special. And then it makes it less of a chore for him because it's also this shared bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. Any way you can get your kids involved, like whether it's just, you know, cutting the carrots for the salad or washing the lettuce or just having some kind of participatory role. And and that could also just mean helping make the menu. 
Like, what are we going to have? Okay, my kids have already t- Taco Tuesday is their new favorite day of the week. And just having them help plan the menu, being an active participant. I mean, it's not like they're going to roast a chicken, but how can they be somehow involved? So at least it becomes then more fun for you mm-hmm. because it's not like you're alone in the kitchen cooking dinner. It's a family activity. Yeah, I think I think that's great. I um I know I've been enjoying cooking something that I don't get to do often, but I have always you're loved. You're good at it though. You're so good at it. It's been so fun. And I'm creating like new little recipes and being inspired by things. And, you know, we're just we're having fun doing it. I realized, wow, okay, here's another benefit. I'm back to cooking, which I love. And I'm back to eating at home, which I can control what I'm eating, which is healthier. And I'm saving money because normally, I'm eating out because I'm running around like crazy. And you know, you don't have time to cook because you're so hungry by the time it's time to eat that you can't cook. Yeah. And so that was another thing. Um, I wonder also, how are you handling socializing with your kids? I'm sure they want to see their friends. It sounds like you're not allowing them to see anybody, even if they are six feet away. We've the only play date. We had one virtual play date where our friends rode their bikes over and stood on the curb and we stood in our front porch and they sort of you know, had a little, it had a little back and forth conversation. I have to say kids are so awkward in that scenario. Like they don't, like we're all sort of staring at them. They're staring at each other. Nobody knows what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's interesting that kids don't quite know how to interact with each other in that way. Um, a, almost a better way for us is taking pictures, sharing videos with friends, um, the school's been really great, like morning announcements. They'll go through a bunch of different kids who have submitted pictures or videos. That's almost an easier way for kids to remain con- like connected with each other. I'm lucky that I have three kids um, because it's sort of like built-in play dates. I mean, they're sort of they're, I, I feel sorry for someone who only has an only child at home because then you're really on call. Mm-hmm. I, I can sort of be like, okay, go play. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's nice. Like my my daughter and my middle son had a sleepover party on Saturday night. When would that have ever happened? They're like, Mom, Mom, can we have a sleepover? I'm like, What? With who? Each other. I want to sleep. In, I want to have a sleepover <laughs> in Charlie's room. I'm like, Yeah, okay. And it was like the cutest thing. They had their sleeping bags. They had a little like cinnamon projector. They watched a movie on the ceiling. I mean, like, my heart was, like, bursting out of my throat. I'm like, this is the cutest thing that's ever happened. And and that would never have happened in the real world, right? Yep. Because there's no chance. Like, my daughter wants to be with her bestie, if not her brother. But, like, that's pretty cool and pretty special. It is. It is. I wonder also, do you have any tips? I feel like a lot of people feel like they're imprisoned in their homes. Do you have any tips on how to make your home not feel like a prison? I think the key is visiting different rooms. Like there's all these memes joking around, like uh, I'm trying to figure out my weekend travel plan. Should I go to the kitchen or the basement? Dad, I know Um, I laugh. I think they're so cute. Right. I mean, it's like, it's totally funny. But the thing is, I do think you need to explore different, even if you're in a small studio apartment. Like, so I'm doing live stream workouts. I did my live stream workout in the living room Sunday, but I moved down to the basement today. Just for a change of scenery, right? It's like it's the same computer screen, but I'm mobile with my computer screen. Like just changing your vantage point slightly, right? I mean, it seems so silly, but like 
moving your computer if you're working in like a little office work at the kitchen table Mm -hmm. could you move from the kitchen table to the couch like legitimately just changing up the 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 scenery no matter no matter what that means i love it the other thing i want to ask you um is more about now you as a working mom still working at home how are you handling being your kid's teacher in a sense, at mm-hmm. the same time, how how do you balance all of that? And then how do you get your work done? And are your employers um, pressuring you in any way? It's pretty rough. Um, I'm lucky my husband and I will sort of look at the day ahead and I'll say, okay, listen, I'm going to be, I have a, a Zoom meeting at one. I'm going to be going on with Maria at two. Like, what is your day like? And we'll sort of look where each of us has non-negotiable meetings or times or calls and sort of say, okay, you're on duty then. We can give the kids their recess break then. We can, we're really, I mean, on a day-by-day basis, we're kind of like parsing it out and figuring it out and saying, okay, who's got the most flexibility when? Mm -hmm. I'm lucky. I love my husband. I'm very grateful that I married the right guy in in an instance like this. I mean, I, I have to say because it makes it infinitely easier that we are able to sort of work hand in hand team Murphy style on this, because if I can't fathom without that kind of help, I mean, we definitely are 50 50 in this, this partnership and this relationship and this teaching endeavor. So once I get off with you, then I'll be on call till four 30. And then I have another meeting and then he'll go back on, on kid call for four 30 and what we do, like we're setting up a lot of the lessons, okay? Your teacher's got this 16-minute video, then you have to do this handwriting lesson in color. Um, it's a lot of that. And then just checking in and checking in, checking in, checking in, making sure they're on track. It, it's um, it's exhausting, I have to say. I'm like trying very hard not to have a glass of wine every night. I was just going to ask <laughs> you, are you a mommy right juice now. mom? Because Kevin keeps I, laughing about I, the mommy juice thing. I know. Well, and you know what? And I've always been one to like not say that or talk. I like wine. I, I do drink, but I always try not to default to that or use that as a crutch mm-hmm. or like talk about it as mommy juice because like I feel like it almost, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't like to use it as a crutch, but I have to say like there are very few ways to de-stress right now because for me, my biggest it, my biggest de-stressor is leaving the house at 5 a.m. to go to the gym with all of my friends. Yeah. Granted, we're doing live streaming workouts and stuff, but like it's not the same in terms of like that's how I actively de-stress. And I do find after being on call for 24 hours, I'm like, okay, I really wouldn't mind a glass of wine. So I'm trying, and I've been eating a lot more dessert. I'm definitely my oh, pants me too. So tight when I put them on today. So there's that. I'm just also not moving around as much. I mean, I'm normally yep. like, walking to the train, walking to the subway, walking to the office, walking out. Like, I'm just not moving as much. And I think that's not as good for my mental state either. I'm I'm a person who likes to move and be social. So I'm struggling with that, even though I'm getting in workouts and movement every day, you know, taking the dog for long walks. I'm lucky enough to have a Peloton. I'm doing live stream workout classes. There's a million free workouts on YouTube, which is amazing doing a push-up challenge with uh, Candace Cameron Bure and Kira Stokes, like doing stuff, but it's like, it's not my same yeah. outlet and release. Well, you know, I miss my life. I yeah. do. I, I would be honest. I'd be lying if I didn't say I, I, I'm finding lots of good in this situation, but I miss my life. 
Well, because here's the thing, the 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 only part about this that we haven't talked about is the fact that we all do need alone time at some point. And now mm-hmm. that's harder to find um, because we're all kind of confined with each other. And so when you were on that commute to work, that was your alone time to listen to a podcast, to exactly. meditate, to breathe, to yep. be on your own. And as much as you hated it, like most people don't enjoy it generally, at the same time, you loved it and you made it into something positive. And so now all of that is gone and your days are completely filled. Like, I don't think anyone is going to be, people are going to be more exhausted now and need a vacation after all of this than ever because you're pulling, you know, quadruple duty. And so, um, finding times to be alone and meditate is more important than ever now. Oh yeah. I mean, I think my only alone time now for sure is in the shower. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing for me, like my, I, you know, I have a book coming out that's due April 1st. The, the whole final, the, the, the entire book is due April 1st. So once I get through this normal routine of my magazine job, schooling and the kids and get everyone to bed, then I'm writing. Um, when I used to be able to do that, you know, early in the morning or a little bit at night or on the weekend, like now it's just get everybody to bed and I'm furiously working on the book. So there's, it's definitely intense, um, yeah. but I feel like we're probably being challenged for a reason. And, and I'm, and I'm like, bring it universe, bring it. I love that attitude, Megan. I love everything that you have taught us, everything that you've shared, um, is so helpful for people. I wonder one of the things that I've talked about on this show is how, um, how important it is to make this time useful. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, some people have more time than others. You and your husband are, are blessed to be able to still have jobs and still be working. So, um, you clearly don't have any real free time, but is there something that you are implementing in your life to help you get better and be better in this period of time? I mean, I think it's, I think so so many things. And I think if you do find yourself with too much time on your hands, I think it's also kind of an amazing time to like really make your home feel like a big fat hug, whether that means like organizing your junk drawer or like purging your closet, making a big donation pile like really turning your home into a sanctuary. I mean, if I had endless time on my hands, those those are all, I'd be doing 932 organizing and purging projects and really making my home feel like a hug Um, because your home really is your safe place and now more than ever, right? So if there's, if you find yourself kind of like idle, why not do one thing to make your home feel more of like controlled chaos? Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's what I've been doing as well. I feel like I don't have kids, but my parents have always been my kids. So I've been so focused on my parents and keeping them safe and healthy and keeping a distance from them. And then Sunday I realized, okay, well, I'm really keeping my distance from them. And the poor things are like, you know, flowers that are not being watered. And so I started playing Uno with them from a distance. And then that was fun. And now my dad's like activated and um, and having fun and, um, he looks good. I saw, I saw the picture with his head, with his head shaved. Was it fully shaved? Oh, fully shaved. And now Kevin's got him growing a beard. So he's going to look like a whole new person. <laughs> Everybody's growing a beard. I can't tell you how many friends have been like, yup. And now I got the facial hair. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Hot 
stuff. We'll see. And then I'm going to find out what my true hair color is by the end of this because I won't be able to dye my hair. Oh my god. I know. I know. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think for me, you know, aside from taking care of my parents, I've been, you know, cooking dinner and focusing on how I can make good use of this time. And so, um, you know, I think these are the only options that we have. We have to make it, make the best of it. And I would also say this too, is one thing I'm focusing on, even with, with the new direction I'm taking Women's Day magazine is, is finding a reason to celebrate every day, whether that's because it's national donut day or your birthday. So like Easter's coming up, my house is now an Easter explosion. I went up to the attic, got out every single Easter decoration and we decorated as if nothing is wrong. And as if there will be a big Easter party as usual, and there will be an egg hunt and all the things. So, I mean, giving my kids that and giving me that feeling of, yes, there are still reasons to celebrate. There are still reasons to get excited. There are still, there's still hope and good in the world. And I think just like remembering that those things still matter. This isn't a time to like blow off a birthday or blow off Easter or blow off whatever the next holiday is. I think it's more important than ever to like make your house shit bunnies if that's what you need to do. Right. I love it. I love it. All great tips. Uh, Megan, um, thank you for taking the time, your precious time to share all of this with, uh, with everyone listening and, um, you keep in touch, you stay safe and, um, and if anybody wants to follow the yay list on Instagram, I highly recommend it. It's a very positive place to live. Um, and, and what's your Instagram handle, Megan? I'm all the letters. I'm M-E-A-G-H-A-N-B Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y. I'm extra, all the letters. I love it. I love it. Double M, me, the other and double thank M you, Maria. says, thank you. I feel like, um, I think it's so so amazing that you're keeping this going and, and sharing so much good information and positivity with everybody. We need this now. Um, and you are a calming voice for me. Thank you. Well, you've been a calming voice for me too. I said to everybody all week, I'm going every day because I know for my sanity, I need to be in a positive space with people at least for an hour a day where we're chatting about things that are giving hope, that are giving inspiration, that are giving joy and excitement. Because if we you know, keep feeding ourselves the news, it's inevitable. It'll drag us down. And so you are bringing so much light in, and I'm just grateful that I have this platform to be able to do it. So thank you. We're better together, Maria. We are. We are. All right, (laughs) Megan, thank you so much. Doesn't she bring so much sunlight? Yeah. I love Megan. She's the best. She's awesome. That was great. Yeah. It's just nice to get away from the negativity for a while. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, it's like, that's what I, I, she is exactly what I've wanted to do every day here. It's okay. Here are the realities. It's not easy, but here's how I'm making lemonade and here's how I'm, I'm getting through it. And here are some great ideas for you too. And so I hope that this was helpful for you guys. Um, I know that this is going to continue to unfold the way it unfolds. And, you know, I pray that (laughs) how it unfolds is for all of our best good and um and we'll just be here to kind of hold a good space for everybody yeah we gotta we gotta 
And you know what? We have we have some exciting news too because you know we were talking a little bit about how you got to stay in shape, you got to do your workouts, you got to figure out a great way to do that. Well, yeah. guess what, Maria? What? Guess what? What? Uh, this Thursday we have Harley Pasternak. Ooh. Yes. On the show, who is a personal trainer? He is not just a personal trainer. He's, He's not just that. The personal trainer, trainer to the stars. Ooh. And Harley has written a zillion best-selling books about how to do everything easier and faster. And so he will give us some cooking tips. He will give us some workout tips if we're confined in small spaces. He's going to have every kind of tip that we that we want. So I'm super excited about that as well. Thank you for sharing. And by the way, if you like this and um, it's helpful to you, you know, give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Give us a like on Facebook. Share it with people that you think it will help. Um, there's not a lot of positivity out there, and um, I think it's something that we all need. So if you share this with people in your social, it would be wonderful. Leave a comment. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us something that you want to know. I have access to so many people. Um, you know, help us in in with ideas. Yeah. Anything think, in the chat that we need to know, Stephen? Uh, before we go, not too much. <clears throat> um, I did want to just tell everyone that you know, like. There is a great option right now if you want to get a shout out on the show and have your message completely read on the show. And do you know what that is, Maria? Is it something with a P? Uh, I don't know. Patreon? Oh, no. I was going to say iTunes reviews. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it something with a P? Uh, but I do want to shout out the people who are tuning in live on YouTube right now. Uh, Matthew Gold, Jeff Graham, Heather Nathanson, uh, Megan Lynn. We know a little oh, Megan. Megan Lynn, of uh, course. She says she totally agrees that we need this period of slowness. The Bible says peace be still for a reason. You can't connect with God or yourself if you're constantly rushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff Graham says, I love how real Megan is. Sometimes it seems like powerful, influential people have it all together. But I'm relating so much right now as she talks about family time. I love that. So, any, yeah. You guys, the YouTube is a real easy way to connect with us. We're also streaming live on Facebook now every single day. I'm still working out the kinks because you can't change the title during the stream, I'm finding out. Oh, for the love of God, Stephen. That's why I didn't hear the question. Yeah, um, but because we can stream at both places at once, we can tap into all the audiences and make sure that everyone's getting better together. Awesome. Well, thank you guys, of course, for joining us. We'll be back here tomorrow with another great show. In the meantime, you can follow us at Maria Menunos at Megan B. Murphy, at Stephen Lemieux Photo. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present.